0: Now, in Italy, some people will say, you know, Italy compared to a lot of other countries is extraordinarily old. Well, who cares? That makes it extraordinarily worse because we only have a precious number of years on this Mm -hmm. earth. And if we can die at 85 instead of 77, I'll take 85, thank you. If you need to go outside,
1: you want to take a walk with your dog, take a walk with your dog. Just don't do it with five or six neighbors.
0: The JT and Looney Podcast. With freedom comes responsibility. It's not a time
1: to go to the beach in big groups, to take the whole family, to go to the market, to get together with gatherings, with friends. This is not the time.
0: Episode 31.
1: I don't think everybody's doing a great job politically. From the top to governors to mayors, I think most have failed at some point and if they want to tell you how good of a job they're doing now give me a break okay because they could have done a better job they men and women along the way dr fauci and a couple of the people from the oh, cdc my God, and- i love him yeah. i, I listen to them so, politi- oh. so politically i think there are some politicians that i don't love or i don't like or i mm-hmm. didn't vote for they are up against it and they're trying they're trying and i think that's what i want to say there but in california When they had the California shutdown, the one soundbite that will stay with me is Gavin Newsom, who has tremendous information, correct? He's the governor of the biggest state. He's looking at the information, and he sees it in real time. He said that 20 million people in California can get this virus. If he's accurate with that, and I hope he's not, but why would he have brought it up? I don't think he wanted to scare anybody. If he's wrong by 10 million and 10 million people get it, when I heard that number. And I'm also looking at New York that has half the cases of coronavirus. I want to see where New York stands in about a week when we come back. And I want to know if California is trending up where you like a brother to me and a lot of friends and family are in California. And if it's 50 percent of the state or a third of it or 25 percent potentially getting that that's very concerning to me
0: yeah it is and when you talk about gavin newsom remember the first time i ever saw him i was on vacation in san francisco and i knew you were familiar with that city and you love politics and i called you up on the phone he was the mayor at the time i called you up on the phone i said who's this mayor politics aside do you remember my reaction now, this guy knows every, I don't know if they call them districts or what they call them in San Francisco. He knew every district, every problem in every district. I never saw a politician like him. So hes I thought, wow, what talent, what a brain. And so a lot of times now, the great people, you get to see talented politicians. We, we, we get to put our our biases aside. And if people can, in this political weenie culture we have, we get to see both on the left and the right the true Talented leaders. And there are a lot hmm. of them out there because those are the people who run for things. They're not, uh, you know, when, when people run for public office, I always love to point this out hmm. it's not the, um, the lesser of two evils. No, it's somebody's mother, somebody's father, someone's daughter who's running their fellow Americans if they're evil than we are. And in the, since we've dipped our toe into the political waters, I, I, I want to say something that I wish I said in the beginning. Maybe I'll put it in our fancy intro and that is we can all come together to, uh, to to achieve a goal in america we've done it so many times and a great example is you know and I and mean, you and i've always said history isn't boring teachers are that's why historical movies are so much better than our teachers mm-hmm. so they should just show movies at school i'm all for it uh, after world war 1 was over europe was starving and so americans gave up a meal we had two meals instead of three so europe could eat one could you imagine the way we're hoarding food now Uh, giving up a meal for another country let alone our fellow countrymen but that's what we did a guy named herbert hoover did such a great job feeding europe and getting them back on their feet and nourished Uh, Herbert Hoover and the rest of America. Since we gave up a meal, he became president. Well, the stock market crashed in 1929 while he was president. So he became a joke and a punchline and he ran him out of office. Then after World War II was over, Europe was starving again, broke and starving. And Americans once again rose to the occasion. President Truman put Herbert Hoover in charge of feeding Europe again to help him you know, shine up his brand a little bit after the awful presidency he had. And we did it again. And Americans gave up a meal. We had two meals instead of three. So Europe could have one and Europe rose from the ashes again. Now we all have to do it. Uh, We are the world. We are the children, JT. We all have to do it for each other, especially to protect the old people. And we don't even have to give up a meal. We can hoard all the Cheetos we want and (laughs) stay inside and watch Netflix and drink a Corona or a glass of your favorite wine, or you can have a margarita delivered with your chili relleno and we can do it, especially for the old people. And you know, we can.
1: Can I tie in a Gavin Newsom story to Jerry Brown quickly? Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Gavin Newsom goes to the Raider games. I've seen him on the sideline. Yep. And it reminded me as you went on that long rant, which was beautiful, by the way, fantastic, that there was a Raider game where Jerry Brown wanted to go to the black hole. And who did they pick? Me. I took, at the time, at the time, (laughs) I took Jerry Brown into the black hole, and I walked him all the way down into the lower section of the south end zone where the black hole is. And warming up in the end zone was Rich Gannon and Tim Brown. Rich Gannon is a white quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim Brown is an African-American wide receiver. And they were both standing, just them two, no one else around them. And Jerry Brown looked at me and said, which one of them is Rich Gannon? <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And I said, Your Honor, it's, he's number 12. He said, okay. <laughs> and it didn't work out well after that. And uh, Gavin Newsom knows more. Uh, oh, yeah. Thing- now,
0: one quick note. I know you yes. bragged earlier uh, about Governor Sisolak of uh, Nevada. Is that how you say it? Sisolak. Sisolak. Governor, Governor Sisolak knows your name. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that's like saying LeBron James knows how to play defense.
1: (laughs) Politicians are supposed to know your name. Politicians, that's their number one talent. Uh, As we wrap it up, (laughs) I want to give everyone, I want to give everybody a piece of media, something that I watched that was life-changing. It was so good. Hunters on Amazon, starring Al Pacino. Hunters. Go look for it. Nazi hunters discover hundreds of high ranking Nazi officials in 1977 New York City. And they are Nazi hunters. And what was so fascinating about this, I'm a big Al Pacino guy from The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Everything Al Pacino has done, I've seen it and I love it. And he's arguably my favorite all time actor, along with Daniel Day Lewis and the great Robert De Niro. So I'm a big Pacino fan. I'm telling you. This is his top five or Mount Rushmore performance of his career. That's how good he is. Wow. Yes, that's how good he is. Now, there are a couple of comic book vibes to this and look backs. I'm not going to ruin it because I want everybody to see Hunters on Amazon. But the Holocaust scenes that they went back in time to the war, the throwback scenes to New York in 1977 in Harlem and in the city, some of the best produced cinema that I've seen for a series in my lifetime. It is incredible. It is so dark at times and incredibly violent. So be careful. It's not for kids, but there are moments to get a little bit goofy and makes you laugh out loud. But I want to tell everybody to see hunters and we'll talk about it after you are able to consume it in the next couple of weeks.
0: Oh, nice. And my Netflix Suggestion would be, and you 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 hit me, uh, bro- you broadsided me with this, but I was able to find it while you were talking. The fundamentals of caring, stars so Craig Roberts, Paul Rudd, and Selena Gomez. Uh, on and you can see it on Netflix. Sounds like a chick flick, but it's a chick flick with a lot of testosterone and human growth hormone <laughs> injected into the movie. It's definitely a guy movie, more than a chick flick, but it would be easy to get your wife to watch with you based on even the name of the movie, right? The Fundamentals of Caring sounds very nurturing, but oh my God, was it a great movie.
1: Well, I miss you going to the movies at your independent movie theaters on Sunday night. I know with my foo-foo recommendations. Oh, oh, I miss that so much. You did
0: it right. Talk Radio 790 KABC News, live and local at 602. I am Tom Looney. People were still lining up at 3 o'clock this morning, getting ready to hoard stuff at Costco, although the store is controlling how many people go in. Very organized. Everyone is super friendly, super nice. Keeping their distance, but super friendly. I'm
1: just out of my mind. As you can tell, because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at social <laughs> distancing. I spent right. my whole life building my family and especially my right. friends. And that's all I've done. That's the one thing I'm good at is connecting people. Yeah, i rented
0: somebody today that I haven't seen in years. She started to train at KABC and I was helping her out. Where I'm working now. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm a member of the news media during a very important time. J. T. People need to rely on me for the news on the coronavirus at KABC. And I uh, met her today for some informal training because she's going to start working there. I haven't seen her in years, and we had to bump elbows <laughs> like we were two NBA guys. Or so we had to bump <laughs> elbows. It was it, it. It does take some adjusting.
1: Well, where do we begin? I I mean, I have so much to cover on this podcast. I I don't even know where to begin, and that's good. That's why we're doing a podcast. I still have to host two radio shows that I have to back time, what's live, what's on tape, who I'm interviewing. So a quick update on what I'm doing on radio. I'm still doing two radio shows in this podcast, so they all mean everything to me. Doing a local show in Vegas for two hours a day, 4 to 6 p.m., Which you can download at LV, like Las Vegas, lvsportsnetwork.com. You can hit the app, it's live, it's great. And I'm in a pretty good spot there because we'll we'll decide if it's great. Yeah. I'm talking about not the content, the app. I'm saying the app is great, it's easy to download. But I'm one of the only radio hosts locally in America that has a great thing happening. I have a football team moving to a new community where I live. So it's unlimited content. We have to introduce the alumni, the players the history, all of that, we have to introduce to a new market in Las Vegas. So we got to teach them about Jim Plunkett and Tom Flores and Steve Wisniewski and Rich Gannon and George Atkinson. So I have a treasure trove of content that I have locally. And then I get a chance to do the Sirius XM Mad Dog show at night on Sirius XM 82. That's going to be a little bit different now because of the fact that there's no sports to talk about nationally. But I'm going to open it up a little bit more. Maybe a poll question or two might pop up. Um, okay. Maybe a look back on great rivalries. And we're just going to talk about sports coming back, hopefully, Tom. And that's what my life looks like in this podcast with you, which I think we're going to ramp up even more.
0: Even fascinating today, a lot of times during our news reports, we've been skipping the part where we moved to sports. But today, I didn't skip it because the coronavirus news was related to sports in the way that. So far, the majority of the guys in the NBA and the NHL who've tested positive for coronavirus have a link to Staples Center. And since yeah. I'm broadcasting locally in Los Angeles, that's a, a link to the coronavirus story and a link to Staples Center. And uh, we don't know if it's maybe because the majority of the guys so far who've been tested uh, happen to be NHL and NBA guys or just happen to have played at Staples Center. or have, you know, That's one of those things that's fascinating about all of this. The the vast majority so far of the people that have tested positive corona, for coronavirus are in New York. Well, does that mean more people in New York have been tested or that more people have tested positive are really from
1: New York? So many questions with no answer. No answers at all, but we do know that the numbers are spiking. So we want to make sure that you get your information from the right people, not some degenerate gambler or not some race baiter on Twitter, or not someone who's going to forward information and then have to delete it, and they're talking about something they are not aware of. Dr. Fauci, the CDC. I want to get into the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal because one of the things I want to get into is media. Where do you trust your media? That's been an overlying topic for a long time. And I think, first off, the big media, Wall Street Journal, BBC, New York Times, Washington Post. You don't have to be in love with all these publications, but what they need to do is take down their paywall. Okay, everybody's hurting. Yes. A lot of people aren't going to wait. Take down your bleeping paywall and let people read because if you can read coronavirus updates from the Wall Street Journal... And the New York Times, that's better information than someone typically on Twitter spouting opinions and they know nothing about this topic.
0: Well, what a great idea, because also they have some catching up to do public relations wise. One of the reasons why there's so my theory that there are so many young people on the beach, et cetera, uh, number one, because they're young. But if it was since we're here to talk about things and analyze things, you got kids who for 20 years of their lives have been told. I don't believe the news. It's all fake news. Don't believe scientists are a bunch of liberals who are trying to tell you about global warming. Now we're telling them, oh, well, no way. Put on the brakes, watch the news, and listen to the scientists. After 20 years of being told, don't pay attention to those news media guys, women, and the scientists behind the curtain. So you make a great point. Now we've got to put a lot, put down some of that that rhetoric and pay attention to trusted people who are going to tell us, What's going on? And that would be scientists and uh, you know, the page one guys and women, especially, at the publications you talked about. 790 KABC Sports. Half the coronavirus cases in the NBA and the NHL seem to be linked to Staples Center. Health officials are investigating. KABC SoCal weather expecting rain later today, highs in the 60s, low overnight around
1: 50. And the celebrities, unfortunately, but it's like that, something Looney and I have talked about forever. Celebrities are more famous. They work under different rules. If they get a DUI, they get off because they have a better attorney. If If something happens in their personal life, they're able to figure it out quicker because they have more money to figure out the problem. Well, the New York Times put out a list today on celebrities and athletes and politicians who tested positive for coronavirus. We just saw Senator Rand Paul. Right. Started with uh, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks, Kevin Durant, uh, Ildis Alba, the great actor. And then I started going down the list, and this was fascinating to me, Placido Domingo, the 79-year-old mm-hmm. opera star. I'd be a little concerned about this yep. for his Italian connection. And some of the other actors. Oh, At his that, age, he's 79. Yeah, age. Yeah. Daniel Day Kim from Hawaii 5 and Lost. He has a great blog. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, the real housewives, you know, I don't watch it, but I walk by all the time when my wife (laughs) has it on. So I'm familiar with what's happening inside the clubhouse, and we hope he's okay. Colton Underwood from The Bachelor got all these retweets. And then the athletes, and the athletes that we've been talking about, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and more and more athletes. Two unnamed Lakers so far. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. So this list is updated, and we'll keep an eye on that. But here's what's interesting. I need – and I I think I told you this in the last podcast. There's so much negative news that we have to be aware of about the numbers spiking. Mm -hmm. Well, I need to see better stories about people who were quarantined were able to recover in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and now they're fine. And those stories aren't making it into mainstream news enough because we're talking about the potential for the National God numbers spiking, the death toll in Italy. I want somebody to do a better job at putting out content as this guy, Joe, in Milan, who's 51, had coronavirus, went to the hospital, got on a ventilator, and then he walked out. Where's the video, Tom, of his family waiting for him coming out of a hospital, and now he's okay?
0: Well, first of all, they probably weren't allowed to wait for him coming out of the hospital, so there's probably no video for that. And it hasn't been long enough. I mean, just to answer the logical reason for what you're saying is some of those people like Kevin Durant are still in a 14-day waiting period to see if they're going to show any symptoms. Some younger people don't show any at all. There was a guy that I watched, one of the early guys that got the virus was on that that, uh, cruise ship in Japan that they wouldn't allow anybody off the ship. Remember that original um, cruise ship? And he was a, a radio guy from Los Angeles and he was in his 60s. He owns a radio station out in Ventura County. And, and so he chronicled a lot of it on Facebook and he's back home now and he was older and it wasn't easy for him, but, Uh, There aren't enough of those stories because those stories will people. Actually, you're right. We do need more of those stories. But unfortunately, JT, you're going to get your wish. We're going to have a lot of those stories because a lot of people are testing positive.
1: Well, we're recording this podcast and hopefully it'll drop uh, later on tonight. But there's some breaking news. Harvey Weinstein has coronavirus. Uh, He tested positive and is put in isolation just days after he was moved from Rikers Island. To an upstate new york prison to start his 23 year sentence would you like to share with everyone where he is he's two blocks
0: from the house where i grew up two or as Jim, yes or as Jim Langley would say the house up which with i grew <laughs> elmira new york he's up on the hill as we would say in elmira where we used to have a reformatory now it's uh the elmira correctional facility it's no longer a prison but, yeah, he's the most famous inmate at Elmira Correctional Facility right now. And, you know, this really hasn't been part of the inmate population. Zero inmates in the California system so far have tested positive. They're thinking about letting a bunch of bad guys go home in order to, to uh, bring down the population of the prison uh, prisons in, in California. But, yeah, that's where Harvey Weinstein is now, how <laughs> the mighty have fallen. From I did the opposite. I went from Elmira, New York, to Hollywood, California. He went from Hollywood, California, to Elmira, New York.
1: Remember for years on the radio show, I said we should build more prisons? Yes. That was one of the things I always said, because if you drive from Los Angeles all the way to Las Vegas, I mean, you won't believe how many people— could be, could be in prison you could build yes. a new prison every 10 miles and do that but harvard well, that was always
0: one of your poke the bear uh yes. bits that you did over the years yeah, and bits. then we would always get those tweets saying we are supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and we have more people in prison than china we would always get we, we could just do one mississippi two mississippi and three mississippi and we would always get that tweet
1: yeah we would we would talk about that, and let's that that's a good way to segue into the media for a second there, because when we look at bits, i I'm a guy that might have to do some bits, and it's oh, horrifying yeah. me. I, know. I was the last <laughs> I was the last guy who wanted to talk sports on sports radio, yep. and as I tweeted out the other day twenty four years of doing this, fourteen with you. I used to mock poll questions. They're so stupid. What a waste of time. It's just for clicks. It's just a portion of clickbait. Like, would you ever do anything because of a poll question? Like, I meant this, and I mean it today, even though I'm about to start it and I'm a hypocrite. But for years, it was like, okay, here's the poll question. Whatever the answer is, it never once affected me, nor did I ever (laughs) answer a poll question because I don't want to be included with that. But now, as we are looking for bits and content, Unfortunately, disclaimer alert, uh, I work for a couple of good program directors, so I want to make sure this is on record in three, two, and one so they don't take it out of context. But one of the things that media has to worry about now is program directors in radio or producers in television who are going to dumb it down in sports to a level where it's so stupid – where people are going to be encouraged not to talk about sports, talk about your famous list, your favorite rivalry. Some of it's going to be good, but the most of it's going to suck. It's going to be bad because people don't know how to do that. As I always told you, the only one qualified to be funny on sports radio is Jay Moore. That's what you've comedian. always said. Yes. yes. Now everybody's so the comedians. They're all trying oh, to be comedians. Well, that
0: is what you were, you know, people who are good at talk radio tend to be guys who can talk about anything anyway. They tend to be savants. And as we've noticed in sports casting the last couple of weeks, they're not all savants. And so it's getting tougher and tougher from, for guys to talk about. Anything other than sports. And, you know, sometimes those were always the best talk show hosts and always the best producers, the ones who back in the days, remember newspapers, JT, before there were internet, there were newspapers. Before newspapers, there were scrolls. <laughs> and then for about 200 years, they had a popular thing called a newspaper. And I always wanted a producer that knew also what was going on on the front page as well as the sports page. And it's funny that well, one side note, you just talked about put some, putting something on the record so you don't get taken out of context. Oh, it'll get taken out of context because the internet has turned us all into high school kids. Not all of us, but the majority of us in America have turned into high school kids worrying about likes, et cetera. In a, a podcast or two ago, You said something near the end of the podcast. It was about a 50-minute podcast. About 46 minutes in, some loyal, wonderful person listening to every word we say heard us at a 46-minute mark uh, subtly make fun of a show that was on the radio, but we didn't mention it by name. He took that snippet and then sent it to the producer of that show, who then you know, hit me up and then I had to explain to him how out of context it was. Uh-huh. But it was so high school. Somebody listened to our entire podcast, what, waiting for us to say something that could possibly get in trouble, recorded it, and then sent it to the principal <laughs> and tattletailed on something I was taught never to do after age nine is to tattletale. Okay. It's so strange how. The internet has turned so many of us into high school students
1: well i got a high school kid i have an 11th grader in my uh-huh. house i tweeted out a jt the brick we sent him out on a food run and the picture's incredible at jt the brick on twitter which what they came back with this was days <laughs> ago when you know i have a 18 and 16 year old that went out all they right. got cocoa pebbles fruity pebbles lucky charms uh they bought all cereals and doritos No, I'm never thinking twice about we might need some bread, we might need some meat, we might do that. So that was fun. Take a look at that. But uh, I want to jump back into sports, but the reason why I wanted to fire this up and get this podcast out today on Sunday is because I am in shock by the lack of social distancing I've seen in Vegas Yeah, since we were put in lockdown. Yeah, in Vegas, we were speaking of high school. On. I've seen you telling on people on Twitter. Yes, I, I'm now. i now a stalker. I won't go in the park, but I'll <laughs> drive up to the park and lower my window and snap pictures, and then race out. And it's incredible to me because our governor, Governor Sisolak, who knows me on a first name basis, oh, he he came and shut down Vegas a week ago and basically told everybody, "We're done. We're closed. Casinos are closed." So once we started closing, they closed casinos. Not only did that hurt the casinos and the gaming business, but inside casinos are restaurants and Starbucks and everything you can imagine is inside a casino from swimming pools and spas and whatever you want. Everybody done. Get out other than some security. And then everybody started saying, well, if we can't go down to the strip, what does that mean for us? And then we have this term essentials. What is essential? And what fascinated me were, as you talked last time, cigarettes and booze, Mm -hmm. booze and cigarettes. So we have this famous liquor store that I mentioned last time that had a line around the block, and they just told us on Sunday because of the governor's order a week ago that they're just getting around to shutting down this famous liquor store. And, Tom, it's still the thing we talked about. What is essential and what is not essential? Because unless you get – unless you tell people to get the hell in the house and don't come out of the house except for a – B, C, they're going to leave the house on joyrides for A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. Essential is so vague. Yeah. Right. So what's essential? Let's, let's go over the list. Food. Okay. Food's essential. It's the most important Food, thing. Food. Essential, yes. Food and water. So if you leave your house to go to a grocery store in L.A. where you that's are, Vaughn's, here at Smith's, you go to these places, they're mobbed. They're mobs. So you're trying to flatten the curve and you're trying to get the numbers to go down and keep the carriers at home. But you're telling everybody. Go to the grocery store whenever you want. Okay, so that's one. The banks. I get it. People need cash. Yep. So you go to an ATM. That's one thing. But if you can go into a bank, that's essential. I've never been in a bank in my life that didn't have a line. Always had a line. Oh, I, that
0: is true, except my credit union doesn't have the one it used to because of online banking. But now, because of the rush on toilet paper right. and stuff like that, people are also going to the banks.
1: And right, let's move to construction. I think this is really important. Okay. In Vegas, we're building a brand new, brand new football stadium that needs to be finished and on time. So I'm I'm kind of for that in LA, SoFi Stadiums being built.
0: Did you just jump from food to construction? Yes,
1: I went right to construction. Okay. You left it, out even getting your nails done. You left out that. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So when it comes to construction and and, and road construction, which is really important, in LA and Las Vegas, we have freeways and highways and byways right. that need to be repaired. I think that is essential that your roads are safe and the construction right. that is going on, you can do that. But again, you put thousands of construction workers, you have them leave their home, go to work, work amongst each other, go home and carry that in. It only takes two construction workers on a team of 20 to spread the virus. And then the the other essentials. I'm in radio Uh, like you. I got an email and a license to drive that I printed out. I'm essential. I'm talking about yeah. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and I'm allowed, I'm allowed to drive in my car and go to a studio every day. And yeah,
0: night. I got one of those too. Yeah, it was really surprising. It felt so special.
1: So the essentials, you talk about closing down the nail salons. Yes, closing down convenience stores. No, here we go. We have a large gasoline uh, convenience store, Monopoly, in Las Vegas, and they're open. So you got to go get gas. And I would assume that my wife has sanitizers in the car and the dirtiest thing in the world is a gas pump. Oh, I mean, the handle on a gas pump during coronavirus. So you would put on a glove or take sanitizer and, you know, wet it down and, and clean it. Then you get gas. So a lot of times when I get gas, what I'll do is I'll take my key, put it in my pocket, and I'll start filling up the gas tank. And I'll walk into the convenience store. Where you can get beer, cigarettes, funions, and whatever mm-hmm. you want, a bag right. of ice. Wow. And I wouldn't go in the other day, and I counted as I was getting gas, 15, 20 people walking in and walking out. Tom, is that an essential to walk into a gasoline convenience store? Uh, well, and the gasoline convenience store actually is probably
0: not as bad because people aren't mobbing it the same way they're mobbing at Costco. Matter of fact, what's fascinating me also is Costco is getting all this free publicity. Is that the only place anybody ever shops? I've never been to a Costco, but every news person, what, not, does Costco advertise with the local news a lot? Local news places are at Costco a lot, where now— of course, people are keeping their social distance at Costco. We do not, and not as much of a mob scene in Los Angeles today because they're controlling how many people go in. Outside, everyone is at least a grocery cart away from each other. But uh, yeah, I, going into the, inside of the, the gas station uh, market, I think that's a, probably a good idea because they have a lot of essentials. Mm-hmm. Inside. That's what they can. That's what they as a perfect example of essentials, because that's almost all they have inside of a gas station mini mart.
1: So the coffee store, and this gets to a lot of things. Jimmy B, my best friend who you know well, mm-hmm. uh, he thought this would be good for the podcast. The other day I went and got a coffee through my drive-thru at my coffee bean plug here in Summerlin. And you it was a three-dollar coffee, and I gave the guy a 10. And I pulled out and I called Jimmy and I told him that we're just going to make a phone call. Well, anyway. you're losing
0: Catholicism. You lose your graces if you brag about your big tip.
1: Well, <laughs> you Looney, go back uh, again. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy said, Looney's going to love that because he reminded me <laughs> that I've never, ever in my life tipped for coffee. I don't tip for brown water. Right, so when I yes. go to a coffee, if you're going to make me buy a latte for $3.85, okay, and it probably cost, including the cup, about 11 cents to make, I'm not giving you more money. So traditionally, one of the only things I'd never tipped was coffee. Right. So I thought you'd be proud to know that I left a $7 tip for my coffee. Oh, you've turned the corner.
0: Yes. Well, these are, these are trying times for everybody. We need the people <laughs> working at the coffee spot as well. And one of the points that you had, uh, I mean, I thought you were always wrong with that, but we don't pay people enough to do those type of jobs. And that's probably going to change. Uh, that was one of my lead stories today about more new safe at home rules and regulations. As my job as a news anchor at KBC, I had to remind people: no more golf courses, mm-hmm. no more nail salons. I guess golf courses were okay because you get to play, you know, at a social distance. No more indoor malls.
1: Oh, uh,
0: oh and you know what? Was what I thought was funny today, I said: drive-in movie theaters no longer allowed to operate during this crisis. I thought the big news was that drive-in movie theaters still existed. That's I, thought. I thought that was a bigger story than no more, no longer being allowed outdoor malls still okay in LA. Well, let's stay with food and, and let's yes. go
1: to takeout. Let's go to takeout. Ooh, food. That's a yes, we had a our big community. takeout news story today. So for me, takeout the other night, we went and got a pizza place, Italian yeah. place by me. And same thing happened. I went with my son, we pulled up, we called in our order. Uh, we paid takeout, I paid cash, left a nice tip and came home and we they forgot something. So they forgot the salad when my wife ordered a salad. So my wife looked at me and she she went said, go back and get the salad, which was close. And I said, call ahead, because the last thing I want to do is if they forgot the salad and didn't make it. I don't want to wait there. So long story short, I get there and the gentleman comes out and I thank him. And I came home and my wife and my youngest son said, did you yell at him? I go, no, I didn't yell at him. Because <laughs> typically if he messed up the order, I would have said something. Right. I would have brought it up. But no, I couldn't have been nicer. I gave him a big tip and I thanked him. But takeout food is another way, Tom, to unleash the masses and all the people that, oh, yeah, I, I got to take the car out for a ride. I got to go for a joy ride. Let's go pick up some food. And then you got a lot of people handling your food, handling the bag. You're outside. You're waiting outside with a bunch of people. So what are our rules? Well, in defense of the restaurant
0: restaurant business, and you know I came from the restaurant business into broadcasting, which is probably a a lot of people think I should probably still be there. And there's not a lot of people handling the food inside the restaurant. A lot of times it's the owner working in the restaurant now because he had to fire everybody, including the manager. So you've got maybe an owner and a manager or head chef making things. You've got a skeleton crew. So 75 to 95% of that restaurant is no longer working there. So you don't have that many people handling your food. And food, of course, is essential. One new rule you might like in Los Angeles and the entire state of California, which kicked in today, when you order from your favorite restaurant, now you can order beer, wine, or your Harvey Wallbanger, or your, what is it that you drink, the, the whiskey and soda? Or no, you drink the, uh, the vodka and soda. You soda. You can get that to go. You can have that, or or have that delivered. Our state and yeah. California is going to look the other way during the crisis, so you can not only get your food to go, your chili relleno to go, you can get the margarita to go with it.
1: Is that good as I'm on my second Corona since the podcast started <laughs> and we're only one, we're only, you know, 20 something minutes in, but look, so that's at least you're rule. not screaming. I don't drink during my radio show. At least you're not yes, doing I, that. I, believe me. I drink during my <laughs> podcast. That's for sure. All right. So here's what, what the main reason I wanted to talk to everybody today. This is it. This is the hook to the podcast. I call it parks and picnics. So we have people now going to the park because we don't have water. In Vegas, we have a lake and a dam, the Hoover right. Dam, and we have Lake Mead. Okay, so we don't have water here other than golf courses with fake, fake water. So what's happening is people in my community, I have a big, big park right outside my home, really gorgeous park. It's like the Central Park of Summerlin, Nevada. It's great. It's called the Gardens. And I've been walking my dog. I've sent you videos walking my dog over a decade there. And the old ladies, the old ladies wait for my dog every morning because they love my dog. They give him a hug. He's a hugger, <laughs> right. so he gets up. So it's a big part of my life is walking the dog in the morning. Well, I cannot believe how many people are in my park now. They, you can't park. I yep. repeat, you can't yep. park at my park because everybody believes that they can go get fresh air so they can go to this park. And I've taken pictures. I posted a few at JT the Brick of groups of there was a group of 20 playing kickball there are kids who are carriers even though this coronavirus is not showing up with a lot of children they could be carriers right playing pickup basketball in groups of 10 we have a deck hockey rink it's hockey but outside a full game of hockey with a goalie and pads another goalie and pads everybody playing hockey and then just people walking in groups of two or three but so many people there who are just in the park, which is a giant Petri dish, Tom, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, pretty much told the state of California to shelter in place. What's going on at these parks and beaches where people won't get their ass in the house?
0: Well, right. Well, they can get their ass. In, they can go for a hike outside. Just don't do it in bunches of people that are in, right. in, in holding hands. You got to be three to six feet apart. Uh, yeah, the basketball thing. Governor Cuomo in New York talked about how much he loves to play basketball. He said you can't play basketball and stand six feet away from somebody; otherwise, you're not a very good basketball player. And so, yeah, basketball is just some. As we found out with the NBA testing, uh, you can't. You're all over each other, so you can That people have to use their common sense. As these governors, both of New York and California, uh, two states that are incredibly affected by this, are trying to plead with people. Uh, not to do that, you know, there's a there's a trail, there's 800 acres, 800 to 900 acres, right behind where I live, that very few people, or so I thought very few people knew about. And I went out yesterday, instead of going up into the woods, I said to myself, no, there's going to be too many people. I've never said that before. There are days where I go up there, I'm the only one. I went up uh, Figueroa. Which is a very normally an incredibly busy street. And This is last mm-hmm. night because we were texting about five five thirty. Normally, people are getting ready to to go get after it up on Figueroa in my uh, in my neighborhood, and there was uh, nobody on the street. So I hiked up the street rather than into the woods because there are going to be too many people in the woods. But that's there's a couple of things there. First of all, that's great that people people do need to get their exercises. Yes. people need to move their body. People have always said, "Oh, Looney, I can't do I can't do bodybuilding like you. I don't have all the free time you do, Mr. Voiceover. And people used to take shots at me like I just spent all this time in the gym. Now now you got time. Now you got time to exercise. You don't need a gym membership, as I always said. you see people doing push-up contests uh, online on, on Instagram, I've seen it a lot, which is good because they're home alone. But what people need to do is you got to avoid, like you're seeing more in Vegas than I'm seeing in L.A., is people playing basketball or anything where there's a lot of contact. Yeah, go out for a walk, walk your dog, but stay away from people.
1: Well, here's what my wife and I did. We've been doing it every day. We leave our house, and we go for our walk at the steps in but— we're not going where people are. We're walking in the neighborhood. Oh. So we're, we're walking into different neighborhoods where there's no one, and we're just walking on the sidewalk, and there's no one around. And I think that's more responsible than social distancing with the people who believe I have to go to the most beautiful spot to get my work in, which would be Runyon Canyon, Malibu. Right, If you beach, want to yeah. see the Hollywood sign or the beach. And I'm just – I'm really disappointed by the people who are so ignorant that they don't get it. Look, if you're a wacko and you're just out of it and you believe that this isn't a virus and it's just like a flu and more people die or from it's the some flu. kind of grand
0: conspiracy to police yeah. the world. Yeah.
1: And we'll get to that in a moment because I got a lot more to get to. But if All you're right. one of those people, whatever, we're not going to change you. But if you're really staying in and you can't go to work and you can't do things like go to work or take your kids to school because there's no school. You can't go to the masses. In California, the night that uh, Governor Newsom came down with this, that was shutting down California, the CNN reporter was doing a live shot from the Golden Gate Bridge. And literally, because I lived in San Francisco, not mm-hmm. too far from there for two years. And there were people taking selfies, walking in bunches. And it was so surreal during the live shot to see everybody trying to get there you know, great view and their great selfie. This is a time, one of the most serious moments to be taken seriously in American history. And this too shall pass. And maybe we're going over the top a little bit, but if you cannot find gratitude, if you cannot make it about others and assist others, the elderly, the people who need the help, and you're going to make it about you calling friends and going to the park and taking your kid with their runny, snotty noses into the park. We have at the same park I'm talking about. They have a kid section with all the kids Mm -hmm. activities and toys. They put police crime tape, I sent out the picture. Look at it at JT, the brick. They put police crime tape around that area with a, with a toddler's play. And of course, one of the grandpas didn't care. He goes under the police tape. He's playing with his grandson and a couple of parents, letting them go down slides. Stop it! Stop it! And listen to people for like two to three weeks, so we don't have to deal with this for four to eight months. Yeah. And if we can't do that now, we do. If we can't do that now, you know who these people are, Tom. You, they're right in front of you daily.
0: We got to try to help push each other politely. Yes. And to, and to remind, because it's not, you know, we tend to politicize everything. This isn't a political weany issue. This is a medical issue. That's, as we found out, you can't politicize it. Uh, science means two plus two equals four. There's, we have to break that chain of four becoming eight and eight becoming 16. There's a great example online for people who don't always get this about how you can break the chain. And it's just mat one match catching another match on fire. I saw that. Yeah, and then one match just steps out, like the match that quarantines himself, and then the chain discontinues. And it was such a perf- some people are more visual. I am, and it was such a perfect visual for what we're trying to do. And a lot of times that isn't always, you know, the you know doctors on television are terrific, including our friend Doctor Drew. But sometimes because they were busy doing homework, you and I were class clowns. We were busy in the cafeteria and playing sports. <laughs> uh, the uh, the doctors so many times uh, were guys, wonderful people doing their homework that they sometimes their communication mm-hmm. skills, even with Dr. Drew, he's a
1: talk show host, uh, could be better when it comes to illustrations like the one I just described. Really enjoyed this edition of the podcast because clearly it's concerning times. It's times where we want everybody to make sure they're safe. They're taking care of others taking care of your family. We've never experienced anything like this, even close to this, so no one has a playbook, but we'll keep the podcast going. Uh, Give a retweet if you can. Please give it a rating at the end. It's really easy to do on iTunes. And let people know that we're pumping out this podcast, and we're going to do at least one or two every week, especially now that some of the sports media is slowing down, Tom.
0: Boom. That's our
1: podcast. Right, man. I thought it was excellent.
0: Yes, yes, it was. It was. And matter of fact, it got better as it went along. I wish, like, we could from, from the end to the beginning, like the movie Memento.
1: <laughs> That's good. <great. laughs> uh, Butler. Butler knows it's coming.